What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends talking sports, life, and who wins the national title. The Alabama... Oh, no, wait, sorry. That didn't happen. How are you doing today, brother? <laughs> doing good. Uh, we're Well, I'm on the back end of this little COVID bout, so that was fun. Um, worst sore throat of my life. I had to do an actual interview yesterday, and it was... Oh, that's brutal. It was awful. So, uh, I promised myself during the game I wouldn't yell. I, I was going to oh, limit... dude, I went freaking I nuts. I was going to limit myself to clapping just to, just to help my throat out. I bet and, that didn't last long. No. Well, I, I made it to about the point where Keely intercepted the ball and i let out the biggest scream imaginable oh i don't doubt and it at my all my throat paid for it the next day but it's been a plus plus negative type of week heck yeah well so so spoiler alert there you kind of mentioned it off top we uh we had a football party for the uh playoff game and 11 out of 12 people tested positive for covid yeah. unfortunately <laughs> And COVID then, football uh, returns. It did. It did return. I think we're both still feeling the effects of that. But uh, and sadly, we had to watch our first game apart, and I don't know how long. Where we, you know, and uh, but hey, dogs on top. Dogs on top. I don't know about you. My watch partner fell asleep about the third quarter. So I, I know was, every everybody I was alone. The four people we had were, were going pretty crazy. the The wife was a little subdued just because she's having it. She's been having a tough time. But yeah. you know, it was an incredible experience. It was awesome, and. Uh, I think the best way for us to break it down here is kind of go big play by big play. Like, yeah, like yeah, behind the scenes here, we've got the game in front of us. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a highlight video of sorts of the, of the plays that we really wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just kind of go through it, you know? Yeah. So you got that muted. I do have that muted. Excellent. So Dude, you are a professional podcast. I, I, I try my best. So, uh, this is going to kind of start Alabama's first field goal. Um Nothing really substantial happened in Alabama's first drive. Georgia got the coin flip, deferred. Uh, Alabama just drove on the field, got a field goal. Stopped um, them in the red area for the first yeah, time that night, yeah. which was kind of a big deal. And then Georgia's first drive, Stetson looked absolutely terrified. So first play of the game for us was a sack, I believe. It's yeah. either first or second down. Yeah. And yes, he did, man. You could tell the lights were yeah. bright as heck, man. Yeah. He was absolutely panicking. I, I yeah. that I thought, and and I even questioned. I said to myself, I was like, "Can he do this?" Yeah, I was wondering. I think one thing we need to go back to for Alabama's first drive. The one play that came out of that that I think we need to remember for later on is Jordan Davis sacks or doesn't sack, but he hits Gets Bryce to. Young. Yeah, Bryce Young loses the football. And the Cobadine scoops and scores, and it's ruled an incomplete pass with no intentional grounding. I think that's I think that's important to remember for later was. on. So I will tell you this: that, that from my perspective, here's what I saw. I saw a clear pass. Okay, mm-hmm. I I thought the pass was like from the second they replayed it. I said he threw that football. Yeah. Now I will say this: from the the angles that we got, we had the we had the normal game, we had the game from ESPN on one television mm-hmm. and the Skycast game on the other, just that sky view, no no talking right. over it, just the sky view. Well, they had the ESPN analysis breaking it down, but we had that muted. And I will say this: I have not gone back and watched the Skycast, but Reese Day, not Reese Davis, uh, Chris Fowler said in the broadcast that Jameson was he he said he was clearly in the area. Now, I haven't gone back and reviewed the film because I said the same thing. I said, well, if it's not a fumble, then it's intentional grounding. Mm-hmm. Well, they said Jameson was clearly in the area. So I'll take their word for it for yeah. now. That's why I was cool. I could see his camera view. I could see him in the camera view from the 50-yard line toward Alabama line of scrimmage, but I couldn't actually see how close he was. So that's a that's a conversation. Yeah, definitely. On. Yeah, no doubt. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, we got to reference that later, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, George's first drive. I think the biggest thing from George's first drive that I loved was George Pickens. George Pickens, the deep ball to pick from Stead. The deep ball, yes. I mean, it, it was so great to see him back. Wait, not just, on the first drive. You mean later in the game yeah. when Georgia finally got something going? Well, yeah, yeah, later in the first quarter. So, um, but yeah, that really helped Georgia get in the uh, field goal position there. And then more. See, that was the uh, that was the horse yeah, collar esque tackle. Yeah, for sure. I saw. So one thing. I, one thing that I will say off rip, just kind of blanket statement for me personally. Um, listen, I'm a I'm a we're Georgia fans, right? But in my opinion, 
I thought the game was called near perfectly. I agree. Listen, there are plays that happen in every football game that the refs miss. That's a part of football. Do they cost people? Of course they do. I will sit here on this couch and fully believe that if Tyler Simmons is not called offsides, Georgia wins a national title. The SEC, everybody, I mean, you as a football fan can go back and see, Tyler Simmons was onsides. Yep. He blocks that punt. That game ends completely different. And Georgia's your 2017 in a game played in 2018 yep. national champions, right? Yeah. That is a part of football. I told Jordan, you know, we watched the Michigan game, and there were some really bad P.I. calls not played. Oh, yeah. And I said, that's why, as a football team, if you can help it, don't leave it in the hands of the ref. Exactly. Beat them so bad that yep. you can have three or four bad calls blown and you still get the win. Yeah. So, or were there bad calls? Of course there were. There was one where uh, I think they missed a face mask on Georgia. Uh, the, the, the one hands to the face call, Kirk Herbstreep even said, you know, you'd like to see that be a little more blatant to be called because yeah. he's kind of got the hand on the shoulder and the contact gets made. But I thought the game was called excellently, yeah. you know. Uh, I will say I think there were a lot more penalties than we were expecting. Yeah. I saw Georgia play incredibly sloppy for 75 85% of this game. You had your veterans on the offensive line and the defensive line who it's tough to say played terrible, but – in terms of clean, crisp football, mistake-free football, yeah. they played their worst game they've played all season. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, you saw very unsportsmanlike, well, I would say uncommon, unsportsmanlike getting the word for it, of these guys, whether it's hands to the face, jumping off sides, false start, and just whatever you please. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, to me, if you're a Georgia fan, uh, I-, I watched the whole game through a Georgia fan lens. It was clean except for one play. Well, I'll talk about it earlier, later when we get to it. If you're an Alabama fan, I've had several people comment, like, oh, these pass interference calls they missed. Did they miss some? Probably. Did I they mean, miss there some? Are plays for, missed on every I about single Did they game. miss holds and pass interferences for Georgia? Probably. If you want to argue that, I'm going to tell you two things. A, Georgia was more, way more penalized than Alabama in this game. Oh, it wasn't even close. And B, Tyler Simmons was still on sides. So that's the end of my argument here. <laughs> uh, we're at the play here, early second quarter. I think this was the big. Just got, it was a big turning point for Alabama. Yeah, so uh, forty around a 40-yard pass here to Jamison Williams. Big, big play for Bryce Young in Alabama. Uh, Jamison Williams catches it, tries to get extra yards after the catch, and just takes a weird step midfield. Comes out of the game with a knee injury. It does turn out later to be a torn ACL. Um, but, yeah, Jamison Williams would lead the game with that injury. Yeah, definitely one of the bigger bigger plays in the game, especially with John Metchie the third already being out tearing his ACL against Georgia in the SEC title game. You free, when I saw that man, I was like, "Gosh darn it!" Yeah, because number one, I knew it was coming, win or lose. It was it, it turned into if you're one of those fans, a lose lose for Georgia. Yeah, you either get beat by them without two of their best receivers, or you beat them without their two of the best receivers, and they have an excuse. Yeah, uh, which we'll get to that in a little while. We'll talk about that. But ultimately, as a as a sports fan, you hate it for a kid who puts his body on the line and goes down yeah. at the worst part in 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 the championship moment, right? Yeah. On obviously a great play. I mean, it's a switch route from jump fools Georgia. Bang, 40 yards. Yeah. But, yeah, hate it yeah. for the kid and praying for a very speedy, healthy yeah. recovery. I agree. So, uh, in the first half of field goals, that, that play wound up getting Alabama close enough. That play accumulating with some other plays. Got Alabama close enough. Kick another field goal. So, so right now it's 6-3. So, six let's, to three. let's go halftime, right? So, halftime we end 6-9, right? Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Um, How did you feel at halftime? Just as, like, if you just, like, com- like not as a Georgia fan, but complete unbiased breakdown of both teams, what did you think? Um, I mean, I felt both teams struggled on offense. I think I think Bama struggled more so on in red zone offense. Um, the Bama did a good job just getting to, to Stetson Bennett consistently in the first half. Will Anderson was an absolute menace, um, and I think that's one thing Georgia's front seven was able to do. There was a few blown coverage plays. Um, we saw Keely Ringo blow a blow a coverage on Latou who absolutely started streaking down the sideline. Thank God for Keely Ringo's What a speed. big tackle that ends yeah. up oh, being. Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. for him to run that down and stick with that play. Because without the pick six, worst case scenario, if he scores a touchdown there, there's a one-point game in the fourth quarter. Correct. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it's huge. So, But, yeah, I mean, uh, reminiscent of 2011 LSU-Bama, it was 9-6 to in that game. It was 9-6 to in this first half. So, uh, looked like a defensive battle. Yeah, it did. <clears throat> but for honestly, for me, 
I saw it in the same thing just for different reasons. I'm going to just tell you, man, Georgia's offensive line, and it sounds – listen, they won a national title. It sounds sad to even be like didn't. But, man, dude, they could not protect Stetson Bennett for nothing. No. Stetson Bennett was running for his life the whole game, even in the good parts, you know what I'm saying, or taking just freaking massive hits or blindside tackles. This is the moment where I will speak to the Georgia fan base who thought, I don't – listen to me, okay? This is one of those things where I pull you in real close, and I just speak real honest with you. I love the Georgia Bulldogs. I freaking – I'm obsessed. Monday night was the second greatest night of my life. If you were a Georgia fan and you thought at any moment of this Alabama game they should put 18 in, I do not know what you're thinking. Stetson Bennett, who is a very mobile, fast guy, can probably destroy JT Daniels in a race, was running for his life. And he can make every short throw that JT Daniels can can throw. What do you think JT Daniels was going to do? I mean, I'm just being serious. I saw plenty of reactions about put JT Daniels in. Listen, Stetson Bennett, aside from about three throws, destroyed the Michigan Wolverines with five, six-yard passes. Him and JT Daniels, shoot, my buddy over here on the couch, Jordan Chesley Harris, might could throw those passes with a little bit of practice. I don't know what y'all thought 18 was going to do running on that torn ACL, and, and he ain't played at football in, what, like eight weeks? Yeah, roughly. And he was going to go up against a pass rush that was knocking the heck out of 13. So, I was in very, very impressed with Will Anderson and yep. the Alabama defensive yep. line. Let me tell you, I didn't think Will Anderson was a massive factor in the SEC title game. No. He, imp- I mean, he played phenomenal. Yep. I tipped the cap to him and that uh, and that defense. And then on the Alabama side, I, I, I felt like Bryce Young, which you got to give the caveat of his two best weapons aren't there, especially Jamison, really struggled. Yeah. Really, really looked – I mean, the Pat – they got one sack all night. They got like 47 hurries. Yeah. I mean, they were breathing down his neck all night. I will say, you know, for Bill O'Brien, for uh, for coaching in terms of what's going on there offensively, you don't want to say you, you have to plan for that because that's impossible. But, I mean – you recruit five stars for a reason, yeah. right? Georgia's last three scores were yeah. from from freshmen. Keeley Ringo is a redshirt freshman. Brock Bowers is a freshman. A.D. Yeah. Mitchell's a freshman. So youth and inexperience can't really be a reason for right. losing the football game because, listen, they're there, they're there to be developed. Oh, yeah. Whether they're first string, second string, third string. Also, this is the same team who beat Georgia with a backup quarterback twice. Yeah. So backups play phenomenally for Alabama usually. Yeah. Just in this situation – they definitely struggled. Well, one thing with Bill O'Brien too that I noticed consistently is he never he never adjusted the game plan to give Bryce any help. Even when you got in the red zone, like he never he never set any motions up, he never set any jet sweeps up, he never tried to to move players around, like move the attention of the defense. And I mean that I contribute a lot of Alabama struggles in the red zone to that. Like he just never. Well, you definitely do, but. And and I had this conversation with my brother after the game. I said, listen, Bryce Young is – I'm not going to put a value to it. He's a much better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. Oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You come away from this game, I don't care what kind of fan you are. Stetson Bennett, the fourth, outplayed Bryce Young. Oh, for sure. Like, Bryce Young missing the wide-open receiver in the end zone. Yeah. When the, it's, the in, it's the streak route, right? So he's mm. straight, and then he cuts right. He's going towards the pylon. Bryce overshoots him by about five or six yards. That's hey, that's a great play call. That's a yeah. wide open receiver. You missed him. It felt like the pass rush and Bryce Young never being able to settle in really, really got to it. Yeah. Which that might get to any quarterback in the nation. I just have to break down what I saw. Yeah, I agree. So starting in the first half, Georgia gets the ball, kick off, and just absolutely ran it down Let Alabama's throat. Second throw. half, yeah, second half, Correct. just absolutely ran it down Alabama's throat, and. This is this is what bothered me, I think. And it didn't really bother me. I, I think it's interesting. But they get past the 50. And then the flea flicker, which just wasn't there. And then we get an intentional ground. And it's the same thing all night, right? He gets momentum. Penalty. for um, bo- Well, for Georgia with the penalty, yes. Yeah. But it, for Alabama, it was kind of you get some momentum and then you fizzle out for yeah. a field goal. Yep, yep. And this, is, to me, this, this, uh, this is where I thought Alabama may start getting momentum here. So, Chris Smith – Incredible interception. 
first of all, it was right to him. It was, it was like Bryce Young threw it directly to him. You get the the ball with incredible field position, and you do nothing with it. Correct. You, you just essentially give Alabama the ball right back. But let's go to the throw, okay? This is a yeah. perfect example. That's just a bad throw. Yeah. That's a throw into double coverage where your guy's completely blanketed. Yep. That's just not – like, that's where – I mean, could I say that's coaching? I guess. But listen, your Heisman Trophy winner who's yeah. who's got just an incredible arm and will be an incredible player. I mean, he already is. You can't, you can't expect that guy not to know, listen, you're bracketed in coverage. Yeah. They've got a high safety who's shown he can ball hawk. You can't just throw yeah. it up and hope your guy wins. Yeah. So, I mean, Bill O'Brien helped him out here, right? Georgia didn't convert anything. They they start running the ball. And Brian Robertson Jr. He woke up, A man. lot like he did with Cincinnati. He just you absolutely started tell, being a bully. You can tell at halftime that both Saban and Coach Smart went to their offensive lines and challenged them. Yeah. Just say, listen, this – this and, and I think they said it on air on the, on the broadcast. This game's going to be won by who wants to be the mo- most physical team in the trenches. Yeah. Or that's defensive line, offensive line. Somebody's got to win the game there. Yeah. And that ended up being the case. Yeah. And, and you got to give credit to Georgia and yeah. Alabama. Both teams came out of the half with a decision to run the football yeah. and do it physically. And then to me, where the momentum fully shifted to Georgia and just never really looked back was the block punt. Bama did all that work you to block get field goal. Block field goal. Bama did all that work to get down there. Best drive of the night. Best I think it was something night. about yep. 17 plays, maybe yep. like six to eight minutes, somewhere the, in there. The punt got blocked. Georgia gets the ball, ball right back. 67-yard run by James Cook. 67 yards by James Cook. And then you saw, listen, it was very noted that um, in this game, or in the SC Championship game, Georgia really struggled in the red zone, right? Yep. I think they had four trips inside the 25. They got 10 points out of that. Yep. You don't beat most people doing that. You yep. definitely don't beat Coach Nick Saban who's been telling his team all week that the world thinks he's going to lose. Oh, yep. my gosh. you don't That don't happen, right? Nope. Well, you started to feel that creep in, right? The only difference was, was Alabama was the same way. Well, Georgia gets here, three plays. You have the scramble, the, uh, the pass interference, and then uh, Coach Smart decides he's going to put 99 in there. Yep. Big baby Jordan Davis goes in to block yep. for Zeus. Half a yard, right in. Georgia takes their first lead. Yeah, first touchdown of the game, and it only took us first touchdown of the game. Essentially, the whole third quarter. Literally the whole, the whole. <laughs> dude, There's if you watch, left. if you go back and watch this game, I compare watching this game to like Venom, right? Yeah. The to me, the original Venom. The movie's not good until like with thirty minutes left, he becomes Venom, and then it's like incredible. Yeah. That's what this game is like. Even if you're if you're just a football fan. This game is a hard-nosed defensive struggle for about two and three-quarter quarters, and then fireworks. Yep, exactly. So, Bama gets the ball right back. Big pass plays from Bryce Young. We seem to do it all year. Cannot convert in the red zone again, and they have to kick a fourth field goal in a row. You know what's crazy is it didn't just feel like the red zone. It was like eight yards or fewer. Yeah. Like they were getting to like the five yeah. and just couldn't convert. Yeah. Sometimes that was great defense. I mean, you've you've probably seen the video of N'Kobe Dean when yeah. Kendall misses up the coverage and then N'Kobe challenges him and then they get the sack. Yeah. Or sometimes, like I mentioned, it's Bryce Young just yeah. clearly missing throws. Yeah. Right after the field goal, though, I feel like this is where the, the pivotal point of the game was. This is the point where Stett decided he was going to win this game on his own if he had to, and Georgia was not going to lose. So – Bama kicks the ball off after field goal. It's 13-12 Georgia. Stett is right around the 15-20 yard line, the Georgia 15-20 yard line. Chased down from behind. Is it a fumble? Is it a pass? I think it's a pass. I can see the argument. All right, you to, can pause that. You can pause that. Because we this is, this is one of the plays that – even though what's crazy is even though it went in the in – the, uh, favor of Alabama, yeah. Georgia fans are still talking about it, yeah. right? So, I, I, I think I, – I feel like yeah. we – just from an unbiased college football perspective, what did you see on this play? We have not so, spoke about so it. So, it's – first of all, it's a weird play, right? Everybody on the field, I think, initially thought this was a pass play. I mean, the, the guy from Alabama who recovered it didn't even – wasn't even trying to recover it. He was just grabbing the ball. He was literally a, a, a toenail from being out of bounds when he grabbed the ball. Um I, if you're a Georgia fan, you watch this play and you go, "Here we go again." Yep, yep. That's exactly what you think. To me, and my, I, I can, I want to, I want to reiterate this. I can see the call going either way. I can, I can see both sides. 
in my opinion, he had control of the ball when he started his forward motion. I understand he's kind of starting from back behind his head instead of like in a normal throwing angle. But to me, he has control over the ball. He starts going forward. It flies out weird. And you sit there and want to talk about intentional grounding after the fact. In my opinion, for that matter, he the, the defender disrupts the pass. So I don't see how that's intentional grounding there. So to me, it should have been an incomplete pass. Georgia's fourth and eight at that point, punts the ball. That's not what happened. It was an Alabama fumble and recovery. Right. Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you this. So when I'm watching that play, I love for one that in both scenarios the referees let the let the play play out. Yes. So both are called a fumble on the field. Yeah. Because I saw in three different instances that I can think of off the top of my head this season. The Oklahoma State-Boise State game being one of them cost me a lot of freaking pick points, was there's a fumble on the field, picked up and recovered for a touchdown by the defense that they rule down. Yeah. That is then confirmed to be a fumble, and you essentially take away six to seven points from a team, right? Yeah. So I love that they let N'Kobe do that. I love that they called this a fumble as well. I thought it was clearly a fumble. Like, to me, there wasn't and, – and I completely respect your opinion. I respect any Georgia or Alabama or college football, okay? You see the play Bryce did. He clearly throws the ball straight down. Like, it's not even – like, it's like throwing a dart, right? If you were just to take a dart, throw it straight down, right? Stetson Bennett <clears throat> tries to throw this football. I see the ball with no control in his hands go up before it – I mean – He's moving. Does the ball have any forward momentum? I'm sure it does, okay? Momentum, mass times velocity. I'm sure there's mass there. There's probably some velocity. A little physics two action for you from the University of Georgia. But I see the ball go up while he's being sacked. I thought it was a – when I saw the play the first time, as as sad and as, like, wanting to throw up as I was, mm-hmm. I said – that's a fumble. Yeah. And I and and when it was shown the foot, I said that yeah. guy's in bounds. And at this point, I go, they just. I, that's when I texted you and I said, I believe they just lost this football game. Yeah. Well, this at this point they're 15 yards out, roughly. Uh, I mean, really, just a little drag route or whatever you can call it from Latou. I thought this was a push off. I'm gonna be completely honest. It looks like there's some pushing there. It looks like there's a push off. I could be wrong. I mean, it's you know they didn't call it. I'm I'm sure George got away from stuff too, so I'm not gonna complain about too much. But anyway, so at this point, Alabama goes up eighteen to thirteen. Alabama takes the lead, and and at this point, what's the time on the clock? About ten minutes, About 10 minutes. left in the game, and you're just thinking, not like this, you yeah. know, yeah, not yeah. like this. And then and then what happens? Step does what? I mean, step bared down. He said after the game, and I love this. He said, I, "We were not going to lose because of me." Exactly. That's what he said. I love it. He drove, first of all, great pass here toward the sideline of Jermaine Burton. Just threw his an absolute rifle, about a 20-yard pass. Absolutely perfect. And he just drove. How about Jermaine on this drive? Yeah. He scored a touchdown, yeah. too. They just wasn't able to catch yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So, gets what I love from Stett here is, so he takes the sack here. Okay, so I want to I want to say this, right? Yeah. Okay? Not quite second in 26, yeah. but second in 16 when we'll this first it. when this happens. Listen, to any Alabama fan there, I w- you will never hear anything about second and 16. Is it as special as second and 26? No, we didn't win off this pass. We did off the next one, but you won't hear anything about that. I think that's nonsensical. Yeah. It was a great route that got blown up, and then it was a great yeah. catch. So, Stead, on the on the very next play, the, the offsides, and he had the wherewithal to just chunk the ball to A.D. Mitchell, which was a great well, throw. I was going to say, it's a great throw. In the corner. AD, AD, who's been a liability a great all year. catch. He's been a liability all year with those hands. He catches it. Especially in that Alabama SC title game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is such a great catch. And this is what – I mean, th- this is where the game was won. There, the, You could have not scored another point. Exactly. And, I mean, step through the dagger here. So, I'm going to take this second to freaking get on my pedestal, brother. You go ahead and get Come on, on that. now. Let me tell you something. If you've listened to this podcast, if you're a Georgia fan who has spoke to me at any point, you know that once Kirby Smart made the decision to bench JT Daniels and put Stead in, I said that man can win whatever game he needs to. 
I backed 13. I literally believe I'm the only I act like it's become a thing. It's not a thing. I think it's just maybe like me and two people. Retire 13 is in full effect. Yeah. Okay? People said that Stetson Bennett the fourth could not win the national title game. Okay? People even said he couldn't not lose the game. Meaning, like, let's say your defense held him to three points, right? You... Stetson Bennett, maybe they score seven, you know what I'm saying? But that's not Stet, you know what I'm saying? This man literally won the game. Now, yep. Georgia's defense played great, you know, all this stuff. No, 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 no. Don't don't let me don't miss this right here. Your offensive MVP of the game, fourth string walk on, Stetson Bennett the fourth won you this game. If you have bad mouthed him once in your life, I want you to write him an apology. You're back-to-back playoff game offensive MVP. I want you to go to the arches and lay a card that says, I'm sorry, and write a paragraph as to how many times you disrespected Stetson Bennett the fourth. It made me feel so good that I had backed this man. This man who has been told no his whole life. He was too small, undersized, arm strength, everything, and he freaking won a national title. You know how many Georgia quarterbacks have done that? Two. Two. Yeah. And you, we talked about this. One, you know one was who, Frank Tarkenton. <laughs> and you know who the last one was? Buck Ballou. You know what his completion percentage was? He went one for 13 in the national title. It's a little different when you get to hand it off to Herschel Walker. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I understand that. I know my history a little bit. But as far as I'm concerned, with the realization that he had the game on the line, all the pressure in the world versus this team that he can't beat, to do the thing that people said he couldn't do. There's no way. There's no way. Somebody said on Feinbaum the same day that I called in, there's no way they win with 18 on the sideline. There's no way. Well, this man on a three-for-three, I think it was 68-yard drive, with an absolute dime when he recognized that there was a flag thrown and he knew it was offsides, bars, he puts the ball on A.D. Mitchell, who makes a fantastic catch. And it's not now, and it's now nineteen eighteen. So I'll kind of bit off from that soapbox because I feel like this needs to be said because I'm I'm I, the the it got so tiring to me. The 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 stat conversation I've had with people too. Um, the Kirby Smart conversation. Oh if wait, I, are you telling me the guy who gets paid millions and millions yeah, of dollars to coach yeah, this yeah, team yeah, and and yeah. and we don't? So if you've seen me on Facebook, you've probably seen me in a college of argument with people. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm very toxic when it comes to this kind of Jordan stuff. Jordan's been throwing some heat out here. I will now. argue with anybody. This is one of the subjects where I feel confident enough that I have an argument with anybody and I can – Let's say debate. Debate. And I can back up my point. The 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 Kirby Smart, Mark Rick comparison, the Kirby Smart came back a quarterback decision comparison, that is done. That 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 is no longer allowed to come back to anybody's mind, to anybody's vocabulary. And I'm going to be honest with you, if, if you tell me – You've backed up Kirby Smart the last five years, and you've at any point in time, there's several people who I've had a conversation with, like, we should have never fired Mark Rick. He was nine and three and ten and two and blah Bruh. blah blah. And I love Mark you, Rick. Oh, Mark Rick's a great man. Great man. He would have never won a natty. You could have gave him another fifteen years. He would have never won a natty. We'd still be sitting there with ten and two with the number twelfth overall uh, recruiting class every year. There, there's no Mark Rick comparison. There wasn't when Kirby just got into this second natty a couple weeks ago. There's especially not now that Kirby Smart's won a national championship. He did it with his choice of quarterback. He did it his way. The Kirby Smart, Mark Rick debate, or whatever debate you want to have about Kirby Kirby Smart, is done. I agree. I'm down. All right, keep it going. So Georgia scores that touchdown. What happens next? Georgia scores a touchdown. Gets the ball back with approximately three minutes, 34 seconds left. Drives down the field. Stetson Bennett, does, he kind of does it again. It's a it's a swing route to Brock Bowers. I will Bowers. say this, okay? I, I like okay. So uh, Zeus comes alive, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. The 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 only guy who you know, I won't be honest. Kenny McIntosh and James Cook in the last couple of weeks, especially Michigan and so forth, been playing phenomenal. Kenny flashed really well against Alabama in the title game. He was the last guy I expected. Boy, they gave him the rock, dude, and you could just tell everybody was hungry. Yep. Offensive line, he was, and. For as good a game as Todd Monken called against Michigan, I thought Todd Monken played called a terrible game as offensive coordinator for Georgia. Um, where were all the little screen passes and swing passes and short passes to get Stett warmed up, especially with an offensive line who couldn't protect him and a defensive line or 31 on the other side trying to kill him? 
But what a call to run the ball down Alabama's throat and on third and one go play action to Mr. Brock Bowers, yeah. your freshman of the year, one of the greatest players in college you football. You hadn't seen before that play. Not at all, he literally. never not got involved. A great swing pass. Stett was being hit as he threw it, got hit in the face. Brock got up, had a little bunny hop to catch it, ran right in the end zone. So right now, Georgia kicks a point after. It's 26-18. Let me tell you what I said in this moment. I looked at my dad and I said, you want the ball first or second in overtime? Because I could just see <laughs> yeah. it coming, yeah. bro. Bry, we, I mean, we saw it against Auburn, right? Bryce Young hadn't done anything all night. He'd struggled. Here he, he comes. comes out with a, less time against Auburn. He had a minute. I think a minute 14 was what he had left against Auburn. Comes out smiling, ready to play. And you just knew this five-star guy from California was about to just drive And I fully believed it. I mean, he is that good. I mean, you yeah, have to give yeah. him the respect. This man's going to drive him down the field. And They're going to score. Yeah. They'll complete the two-point conversion. And then that'll be that. Yeah. And here we go again. Georgia-Alabama 2.0 from the Natty. They started off just like it. They got all the way down to the 50-yard line with a minute nine left. He absolutely misreads the coverage throws it right to Keely Ringo, who drives the ball all the way back down the field, pick six. The absolute dagger, if there already wasn't one in there, which I think stepped through earlier, but just completely. And I think uh, Chris Fowler said it best, the Georgia Bulldogs have conquered the Crimson Tide. Yeah. Well, so, and, and, to, and to me, is that throw a little desperate? If you say yes, you're admitting that that was a, a horrible decision by Bryce Young. Yeah. Because that's just a bad throw. Dude, yeah. I don't care if Calvin Johnson's back there. Now, does Calvin Johnson have a better catch radius? Of course he does. Does he maybe catch it? I don't know. You got a safety play in center field who's who's clearly got hands. Like That's just a bad ball. Yeah, That is. is a bad throw. And, of course, Keely Ringo, number five, who had a very bad game the first time versus Alabama, yeah. runs down the field, pick six, for the win, yep. ball game. And, uh, you know, one thing that I find interesting, um, obviously, you know, Georgia wins the game, fantastic. First first win in 41 years. Um, I heard, dude, I watched way too much coverage for this football game. I yep. mean, the night before the game, Mike Griffith put up an hour, 45-minute video. He's a beat writer for Georgia and just breaks it down. I heard what Georgia had to do to win this football game and how it was going to go, what it was going to go, what Alabama had to do. None of it happened. Yeah. Like, Brock Bowers has to have at least six catches. Uh, George Pickens has to have at least five targets. Uh, James Cook has to have an even better game than he had against Michigan. The defense has got to hold him to 12 points. Yeah. Uh, they got to have at least four sacks on Bryce Young. I mean, that's literally um, one of the one of the guys pregame. That was his key to Georgia winning. I think it – I think it might have been Robert RG3. Georgia's got to have four or five sacks. None of these things happened. No. I mean, even on the Bama side, like this game, and there was there's a let, let me tell you something. There's a game out there where there's a there's a there's a game where Alabama wins. I mean, oh, yeah. Alabama still played phenomenal. The way I see it, you know, without the Keeley Ringo thing, Georgia wins this game by a point. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or you know what I'm saying? Not literally, but um, and just the way that this foot, football game got played. You know, Kirby uh, Kirby and Nick Saban shook hands midfield, and Nick Saban yep. said, you whipped our tail in the fourth quarter. Yep. You know, you can you can add up three or four different football games of Georgia versus Alabama, and they scored more points in this game than those combined. Yeah. I think somebody uh, somebody posted on Facebook before the game, it was sometime in the afternoon, and said, what does what Georgia go do to be Alabama? I said one thing, and that's pressure Bryce Young. I think if you pressure Bryce Young, it's game over. That came out to be true. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, for sure. He consistent pressure on Bryce Young. Um, you never let him got he he got comfortable at times, but never comfortable enough to to do any real damage. And I mean, yeah. And then your offense, your offense did what I thought the offense would do 20, 24, 25 points. And boom, we we come home with a natty. I mean, and that was it. And you yeah. dang right. And now is the part where I guess the the unbiased kind of ends. Uh, well. Overall thoughts of the game. Um, I'll say this. You know, uh, we've heard it all. Georgia, Alabama, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban versus assistants. 
listen, I don't care about any of that. Like, I, I, you know, that's not something I have an impact on. I'm not Kirby Smart, nor am I Nick Saban. My opinion is this. Two of what I would call the best football coaches currently working today, and Nick Saban, who I've said multiple times, he's the best coach of any sport I've ever seen. I, I think he is that. He is the GOAT. Listen, you play enough times, eventually the other person's going to win. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the circumstances just for Georgia in terms of it being a rematch were great. It's tough to beat yeah. a team twice. Um, and for me, Georgia comes out on top. Georgia had the better team. They yep. were the better team. With Mechie and Jamison healthy, they were the better team. Yeah. They might not have the better offense, but top to bottom, they're the better team. Yeah. Um, I think some things in terms of Georgia is being overlooked – I think Jake Camarda had the game of his life, which he's yep. the best punter in college football. Yep. Incredible game. Jackpot Lesney, that 47-yard field goal, yeah. I didn't think he was going to make yep, it. No. He boots it through um, top to bottom. I mean, the block from, you know, it's been talked about a lot. Dan Jackson took on the Keeley Ringo play. Yep. The one James Cook took on the uh, Stetson Bennett long touchdown throw. Yep. There were just so – there were championship plays that had to be made. And the simple fact is, is two great teams met on the field. And for four quarters, one team made those championship plays that they needed to make. I walk away from here with complete respect to Alabama, played a phenomenal game, had an incredible season. They found ways to win literally all games but two. And, hey, hats off. The University of Georgia is your national champion. And I want to point out one more thing on top of this. We'll we'll talk plenty more about this. But uh, didn't get a lot of things right this season. Okay. Not at all. And whether bowl pick them, which is incredibly hard in itself, or the most unpredictable college football season. <laughs> Preseason, we both sat on this couch, and it is this is documented. You yeah. can go back and listen to it because I went back to hear what we said. Don't listen to the the other two. Picks no, no, yeah, no just, just listen to the this one broad stroke. We said that Georgia would go undefeated, lose to Alabama yep. in the SC title game, and win a natty yep. and beat them. And that's exactly what happened. David Pollock put us on the show. We, he did. We he got, did. We, yes, call us, bro. Put it. Put us on. Put us on. And uh, and they and let me tell you something. Uh, that was completely luck. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I am no more uh, smarter than anybody else who picks college football. But that's just pretty cool to get that one nailed uh, before, on. Before right. before we go into any other discussion, though, you wanna you wanna talk about our Capital One yes, Bowl Mania? Yes, we gotta talk about our Capital One Bowl Mania. Uh, you and whoever Hal the Dust Taste CMC is. That's my dad. Tied, literally dead on first <laughs> yeah. place. Y'all will split the pot 25 and 25 and got the same Ooh. score right. One point the away yeah. on the tiebreaker, 54 points. Dude, honestly, dude, I, th- I thought our bowl, you know, our bowl pick went pretty well. Yeah. I thought everybody had a good, you know, there wasn't anybody who really had a bad time. As bad as the bowl games were in terms of unpredictableness. Yeah. Uh, you, you can, uh, you, you can freaking. I want you to just get angry at yourself for that Oregon pick because that's where you win. Okay, but here, here, okay, here's something I thought about though because I thought about that right afterwards. I'm like, well, if I just picked Oklahoma over to one, but in my opinion, if I didn't pick Oregon, I probably would not have switched to Baylor. What do you mean switched to Baylor? Yeah. <laughs> we weren't supposed to talk anyway, about that. We're gonna talk about it. I swapped to Baylor literally because li- I knew everybody. Literally had never thought Baylor was gonna win and no, swapped to him to all. give yourself a shot and it worked out, yeah, which worked is out phenomenal. Perfectly. But so. yes, in the grand scheme of things, that is probably yep. true. That's probably so, true. That's true. Um But you're still plus one on everybody at that point, right? Well, no, you, I think you we were tied. I, I don't think I ever got a firm lead. There was always nobody did, four man. or five people. Somebody tied would lead and somebody but hey to everybody who played, it was an absolute blast. Yeah. I look, maybe we get to do it again next year. I have no idea what this thing looks like yeah. next year. I will be in Kentucky. Uh, probably won't have a lot of time for college football. I will make time. I promise myself. I promise. Yeah. I'll do my best. Um, um, what one thing I got to take away from this game besides Georgia win the Natty, which I think is great. The 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 talk for years has been this great rivalry between Georgia and Alabama. I have not considered this game a rivalry for the sole purpose. Georgia can't Al- beat them. Alabama was the daddy for yeah, somebody, seven games. Yeah, somebody's got it. You got it. Both teams yeah, got to win for to be a rivalry. I think now it's a rivalry. I think now I think so too. it's a solid rivalry. I think one thing to look for going forward is how does this season affect the dynasty that is Alabama? You, you've seen this great narrative for years that Saban, that Saban's assistants can't beat him. They can't beat him. You've had two this year beat him. Texas A&M's coming in this next year with a phenomenal recruiting class, the best in the country. Make no mistake They're, about it, though. Yeah. The University of Alabama will be so much better next year oh, than yeah, they, they were this year. Oh, yeah, they will, too. But and jo- now they're freaking 
ticked off. Yeah, but Georgia's the same way. They're right there at the number three class. So all these schools are right there together. I just wonder how how this all plays out going forward. I mean, I think Texas A&M now is a, a, content, a title contender. Have you I seen think. the video of Jimbo and everybody watching the game? Uh-uh. You hadn't seen this? No. So, uh, so they had – I mean – they they had the game I think on eight different channels yeah. with different people breaking the game down. There's uh, pretty much the whole Texas A&M coaching staff watching the Keeley Ringo and the clip that's going viral is them watching Keeley score. Yeah, and the look on Jimbo's face, he's like, "Well, daggum!" And everybody's saying that's the look when you when you know you've told recruits all all season that Georgia can't get it done and they just got it done. Yeah, so it's a very interesting clip if you want to if you want to watch that too. I'll tell you this too, man. You know, do I want to go here? That light bulb's flashing. Oh, do you, do you want to say this? Yeah, I'll talk about it. So one thing that I heard a lot about because dude, I have watched so many beat writers who get paid to cover this sport and these teams and. You know, they get access to things we don't get access right. to. And this narrative starts earlier in the week about how Kirby Smart and Nick Saban don't actually like each other. Mm-hmm. You know, Kirby Smart's had to hear second and 26 and all this stuff. Nick Saban, maybe he feels threatened by the second coming of Saban. You know, that's that, how do most stories like that go? You know, the student becomes the master. So, because yeah. we've talked about it, Kirby Smart just won his first one at 46. Nick yeah. Saban didn't win his first one until 54 or 55, whenever it was. Yeah. Kirby Smart got a lot. If Kirby Smart can, he will surpass Nick Saban as the GOAT. If yeah. he can. Let me tell you, that's a he's got to win a lot more national. He yeah. just won one. He, I'm saying he has the opportunity. I mean, the conversation's already there. Tim Tebow was calling George the team of the decade moving forward, which yeah, is and, and a bit I, and premature. I think that's, but. that's way too premature. He just won his first one in 41 years. Let's just see him get back to the game a second time, yeah. right? Yep. I will say this, just to caveat this. I have told multiple Alabama fans, listen, I feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof, and we won one. Y'all won freaking seven of these things in like the last 10 years. That is incredible. Yeah. It shows me how hard it is to do this. Oh, yeah. And the fact that Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide did, incredible. But what I will say when I was going back on my point, Reese Davis, even on the on him and Pollock's podcast, talked about, he said he could feel when he was sitting in the room with them, their dislike for each other. Hmm. I will. I wonder what that looks like moving forward, because here's here's how I see it. Right, zero and four under Kirby Smart is great for TV ratings, right? Yeah, and that's very true. I, I'm right there with you. But let's not forget that one of those games, okay, <clears throat> went to overtime yep. in the Natty. Yep. The other game, Georgia leads for you know 55 minutes of the game. Yeah. The next one is Stetson Bennett's like what third start ever, second yeah. start ever in Tuscaloosa. Right, where he's been taking second, third string snaps the whole season. Yeah. Right. So he plays, and they're winning at halftime, which still blows my mind. Uh, this regular season SC title game, yep. which they blew, they beat the fool out of us, and then this one in the Natty. I mean, what's the goal of this sport, Jordan? Won a national championship. And what are they now in national title games? One and one. One and one. Yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, Kirby and Nick Saban in the games that matter, they're one and one. Yeah. Okay? Or, or for national titles. You know, is Kirby four and, or one and four against him? Of course he is. We can't ignore that. Yeah. But that builds TV ratings. People yeah. don't – let me ask you a question. Uh, do you know what Kirby Smart is against uh, freaking Gus Malzahn? Off the top of your head, no, you don't, because you hadn't been told that 33 times because yeah. that don't build TV ratings right now, right? Yeah. So that is something to – I will say, their uh, post-game speak, like them talking to each other, it felt very yeah. like, okay, we can drop – it's like two fighters hugging after they've they've talked trash to each other for the past yeah. month, right? Yeah, it's uh, and let's be honest. The first national championship game, did Nick Saban actually beat Kirby Smart or did he beat Dominic Sanders? Because I mean, that's, <laughs> felt like Dominic Sanders beat himself. Yeah, felt yeah. like Dominic Sanders beat a whole state. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be so interesting going forward. I, I mean, I fully see uh, 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 unless Texas A&M really shows out next year, I fully see a rematch and at least the SEC championship. I'm telling you, man, I see Georgia and Alabama as long as Nick Saban keeps coaching, which I feel like he will. I don't know what he would do if he didn't. Yeah, um, I feel like. I said it in my post Facebook post, like, this ain't our last meeting at the OK Corral. No, not at Honestly, all. Honestly, Georgia and Alabama should meet in the SEC West High, or the SEC championship game for years to come. For years. I mean, there there's just no right now A and M's the only team set up to compete 
with any other team. I mean, you got some things going on in the, the East, obviously. Billy Napier going to Florida. We're going to have to see how that, how that kind of pans out. Uh, South Carolina getting Spencer Rattler is interesting, but you never know how it's going to go. Tennessee is going to be interesting next year. But overall, Georgia should dominate the East again. Alabama should dominate the West. I think the all these teams are, man. Yeah. I think, And there's so much more to be played out. Yeah. Because the portal now will take full effect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's crazy to me. You know, Dan Lanning coaches Winsanati. By the next morning, yeah, he's in Oregon. Yeah, he's he's working, man. Yeah, yeah. Zach Calzada going to Auburn. I mean, who just beat Alabama this past season? That's and who exactly right. Should have beat Alabama or almost beat Alabama with a friggin' awful no, quarterback. Have. They played better than them that yeah. night. They they but, played better than Alabama. So I mean, is, maybe Brian Harson has him a quarterback now. I mean, there's so many there's so many things to talk about next season, but we have a. We got a whole, we got eight months. We got a lot of time to break it down. We got and what's crazy is you know Kirby Smart's already back home working. Nick yeah. Saban's already back yeah. home working. Everything's going back into full effect. Uh, That's actually a good question. Are we even going to be able to break it down next season? <laughs> maybe we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. We'll see what it looks like. But for me, dude, obviously second greatest day of my life. The University of Georgia wins. Uh, hopefully, we're in Athens this weekend celebrating with everybody. Yeah. Um, I think we both spent way too much money on uh, merchandise. I got some t-shirts. I told my I told my mom. Uh, I said, listen. <laughs> It took us 41 years. This might be once in a lifetime I'm yep. buying this stuff. Yep. I got a lot of stuff and a lot more stuff to buy as well. Yep. A lot more stuff to buy for if sure. anybody finds a commemorative Braves Georgia Bulldogs championship picture, I, I want the link. Dude, somebody's got to make it and they're going to make millions. Millions. You know what's crazy? Um, I found this dude randomly in an ad. His name's like Spencer something art. Free promo here. Yeah. And he's got this Eagles piece. So he's got a picture of Joe Burrow smoking. He paints these pictures. Yeah. He's got this Eagles piece and it's long and it's like the history of the Eagles in one photo. Oh, that's dope. And so I messaged him like four weeks ago, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, this dude's like a big deal, right? He was kind enough to message me back. I said, dude, I don't know if you know anything about sports. I mean, clearly he does. Yeah. He has these paintings. But I said, the University of Georgia has the potential to win the national title, and the Braves have already won the World Series. Somebody's going to make millions of dollars off a piece. You should think about doing it. And he's like, that Eagles piece took two years to do. I mean, it's, and it's an incredible piece of art. Yeah. Like, if you're an Eagles fan, you need to look this thing up and buy yeah. it, right? And he messages me after the game. And I, and I told him, well, hey, thanks for replying. Cool. I'm with you. I understand. And he goes, guess I better get to work. And I messaged him. I was like, yo, are you going to do it? He's like... I don't think I can do the whole thing because yeah. somebody would have to pay for it. He said, but this, and he knows nothing about Georgia. It looks like he goes, this Stetson Bennett kid sounds like he's kind of a big deal. You think I could do a piece on that? Bro, you know me, dog. Yeah. I said, bro, let me tell you about Mr. Bennett. Let me tell you about the one of the greatest quarterbacks <laughs> to ever don a Georgia Bulldog uniform. And so we might be getting that from him. But listen, yet even just a photo, like a, a very, very well done painting of yeah. half of the World Series trophy and half of the uh, Dr. Pepper trophy yeah. would be sick. It would be. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just excited about my half Atlanta Journal-Constitution Braves, half Atlanta Journal-Constitution Georgia. I'll get that framed and yeah. hung up here pretty yeah. soon. So, yeah. so we're, we're, we'll have all of the memorabilia hung up as soon as possible. It, it, it will, for as sure. As much as we can fit, anyway. As much, yeah, as much as I can fit. I'm running out of room in here, that's for sure. Yeah. But I will say this, man. For me, I want to just say thank you. To everybody who sits down every week and listens to two nobodies break down college football because we just genuinely enjoy it that much. I mean, we could make a little bit of money off this. We choose not to put ads and everything in this stuff right now. We just don't feel like it's worth it. We like this little community. And literally for was like 17, 18 weeks now, y'all have sat around and supported us and listened to this podcast and the community we've grown on Twitter. You know, there are people I talk to on there often. What, uh, Joke Jams, good friend of the show. Yeah. He commented on our thing today on a Hall of Famer Nah post after an old dude retired. John, I think John Lester. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what the tweet is. I hadn't had time to get back to him, been working, been doing this podcast. But, like, I love our community, man. We have been extremely blessed by that. This has been, and I can't speak for you, it's been the single greatest football season of my life. Yep. And that's not counting Georgia winning a national title, which I've dreamed about since I was about four years old. That's just great teams playing football, upsets galore, a great yep. bowl season. I mean, yeah, you can put the cherry on top of a national title. But just as a fan, it's been an incredible season. And uh, thank you, brother, for coming in here every week and sitting and talking football with me. 
Absolutely love it. Uh, that's kind of yep. kind of my thoughts there. Yeah, it's been fun. I guess now we're just waiting on baseball season. Hey, we, we might have to talk like 10 best sports movies and all. You know, those yeah. those were doing well for a little we're while. Gonna, we're going to have to go back to something. So we'll I will say we'll out. probably take a, a couple weeks off here and just kind of process, see what we want to do with this thing. You know, yep. is, is it just a college football thing? Do we want to talk baseball? I mean, Super Bowl. I mean, NFL playoffs are fixing to kick off. You yep. dang right, I'll be glued to it. I'll definitely be seeing who, who gets in there. But uh, I'll tell you this, bro. Forever. You can wake up every day, and no matter how dark outside it is, you can say, I'm a national champion. Yep. They can't never take it from yep. you. Yep. And, and I that's incredible. Cried like a baby. Yeah. You literally are. Yeah. We, we, we went to the school. We, it, I'm telling you, dude, it feels so much different being here than being there. In yeah. a way where yeah. being here feels better because it's like, which we, they were lucky. School, they, you know, they canceled school. Good for them. They didn't cancel school when we were there. I was in class the Monday we played for a national title. Yeah. In intro to fruit crops, listening to doctor I can't remember his name. Tell me about Lyme bug. Well, I guess they thought it was a little easier to drive to Atlanta than to Indianapolis in one day. Bro, the focus was just not there. I don't care if you're yeah. driving to freaking two hag tick. Yeah, yeah, the focus no, is agree. not there. But it, either way, it's just I, I'm so happy for this fan base. We, yep. You know, so many memes died where that's 1980, the Saban Kirby thing. And yep. let me tell you. I don't freaking care. You can come up to me. Listen, you can come tell me that they wouldn't win with the injuries, all this stuff. And people are saying, you know, tell them the Colt McCoy game. You know, does Texas probably win that game if Colt McCoy don't get injured on the first drive? Of course they do. They were the better team. But let me tell you, bro, I don't care. You can make up any excuse, any reason. It could have merit. It could not. The University of Georgia is your 2021 in a game played in 22. Just want to make sure that's pointed out national champions, and you can't never take it from them. I talked to my dad today, yep. and I said, dude, I'm halfway expecting to wake up and see on Twitter that Georgia used a deflated balls or something, and they're taking it <laughs> away from us. But we are the national well, champions. I'll tell you this, too. I don't care what fandom you're from. I don't care who your team is. For the next 363 days, it's dogs on top. It is dogs on top, man. Jordan, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharrison underscore six, and it's almost my bedtime. You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Bash Brothers Pod. That's Hatch Brother, at Bash Brothers Pod on Twitter and Bash Brothers Podcast wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. And uh, hopefully in Athens, you know it's supposed to snow. Oh, snowy in Athens in oh, that it's stadium. Be interesting driving, going crazy. Yeah, we we. I don't know if we're taking my car. I mean, I'd figure we'd take my truck, but I mean... That's how we're going to be wrapping chains on Jordan's brand new truck. Maybe here we go. All right, man. It has been an incredible season. Once again, thank you all so much. It has been an absolute pleasure and our honor. And uh, on behalf of the Bash Brothers, uh, as always, we are the Bash Brothers. Signing off. Yerp.